Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Thanks, uh, Prince. We appreciate it. Guys, stick around. The Prince will be coming up at 120. We'll talk a little Daytona 500 that's going on later on today. We'll get some of his uh, best bets, guys, to look out for. Maybe a value long shot so we can sprinkle on. Update in golf. Uh, the leaders are uh, rounding their own. Usually, uh, I think Cole 13, 14, 15 around there. Justin Thomas extending his lead to four shots. This kid is absolutely on fire right now. 17 under for the tournament through 14. Adam Scott, four back and second at 13 under. J.B. Holmes, 12 under, five off the pace. Jordan Spieth, way back. Yeah, this guy's T4, and he's eight shots behind Thomas. That's how good he's playing. Um, Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz is the weekend fantasy update for you and uh, yeah George uh, I talked about Allmark in uh, in the promo blowing but I'll tell you who doesn't blow Georgiev or whatever you want to call him I call him Georgiev but just call him good it looks like the Rangers found their future goaltender the guy's standing on his head and uh, so far I'm glad we didn't take the over in this hockey game we got uh, zeros, 7-13 left in the first and uh, hopefully this one will make this one might go under I think the rest are going over though you know, it's funny. Uh, I like forget Omar taking. <laughs> yeah, forget him taking uh, you off the Christmas card list. He's got a he's got a voodoo doll right now, burning you in effigy. By the way, so if you're getting warm in that seat, you know why. Yeah, I tell you, that guy, though, man, uh, he's burned me with my money. I should have a voodoo doll of him. He's he's horrible. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I'm glad Hutton's in net tonight, and uh, we'll uh, yeah we'll see what happens there, George. I don't know. Uh, we got some big uh, college basketball games in your backyard a little bit later on. A couple games are tipping off now. Cincinnati and Wichita State. That's a good one. Michigan State and Ohio State. But uh, the the good game we got uh, St. John's in your uh, backyard there, George, and in, in New York there, St. John's going up against Villanova. Big game for St. John's. They're getting four and a half. That game tips off at five we're gonna have some picks for that game also george mason at two o'clock a couple of those as i mentioned we got nascar picks coming up and uh hockey all over the board today and nba all-star game later on tonight george yeah so it's funny we talked about strollman earlier and i'm going on social media like most of the times george people defend the player no no not 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 so much like people are done with this guy's act like even like long-term fans it's interesting like a lot of like hardcore Blue Jay fans really down on Strowman right now. Like they're sick and tired of this uh, routine. It's uh, kind of interesting. You think usually the fans stick up for them, but uh, not so much. They're uh, towing the line with the company right now. Yeah, I saw your retweet of just uh, just shut up and play. Yeah, it's uh, good, good so call always, by Hanser there. Always good advice. Good yeah, it's always good. Always advice. good advice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when the when the fans turn on you, you have a problem. Yeah, you know, uh, I think a lot, some players trying to jump on board the. Uh, what's going on with France and how bad it's been for baseball. And they try to jump on board, even though they have no business getting on board. You know, they're not one of the real guys who are affected. You haven't played. Stroman hasn't played well enough to deserve a long-term contract, you know, or a big, uh, a bigger contract or a multi-year contract, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if I'm Philadelphia, I wouldn't give uh, him one either. We talked about Jacob deGrom earlier on the show with Joe Galina. If I, you know, I don't blame the Mets for not giving him a long-term deal. They still have control of him this year and next year. You, know, you can say what you want. That's not fair. It's what the rules are. You know, the players use the hammer when they have it, right? So the ownership's going to use it when they have it. And, you know, DeGrom, as, and he's, listen, fantasy-wise, I'll take him second off the board at the Scherzer. So I like the guy a lot. But bottom line is, you know, he's 30 years old. He'll be 32 when he's a free agent. That's getting upon a time where his numbers are going to start to go down. So if I'm the Mets, I'm not giving him a long-term contract either. Think about DeGrom, and that's, you, you saw, too, what he had. He's, he's not happy. He's like, listen, man, and uh, the guy's going to put himself on 
a pitch count, basically, George. That's the thing. Like, you you have to be a little bit concerned, though. Do you, you know what I mean? And Bauer's talking. I kind of like – Bauer's an interesting guy. Sometimes he does things to piss people off, but he's also making a lot of sense. And I really liked what he said the other day. It's like, listen, man, like, he overachieved for Cleveland. He was one of the guys that's really, like, stepped up when Kluber didn't do as well in the playoffs. Bauer is a guy that has stepped up, and he's been very solid. And I kind of like his attitude about, uh, you know, the one-year deals. I'm just going to get one-year deals, one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal. And uh, maybe more guys should be taking that approach because these long-term deals seem to be killing the game. Truth is, if you keep going one year, one year, one year deals, that's how you'll maximize your money. Exactly. There's any doubt and about it's better that. for everybody, you, right? Like, yeah. it, it is because own, owners love it because once again, there there are no bad one year deals because he's not playing well. Well, you don't have to sign him next year if you don't want to. Uh, players, so it is how you'll maximize your career earnings. It's how you'll do it. The the problem is, especially for a pitcher, you know, one pitch and your career could be over. You know, I think that's why we saw Severino and Nola take deals that, yeah, probably are owner-friendly. I don't think there's any doubt they're owner-friendly. But it, they now have financial security, future security. They don't have to worry about it now. And, uh, you know, if they reach their free agency year, they'll, then they'll cash in then. So I, don't, I, don't, I really don't mind pitchers at all taking these kind of deals. I thought Whit Merrifield taking the deal that Kansas City offered him, I thought that was silly. He's not making mega, mega bucks during this, uh, what he signed on for. I think he should have bet on himself. What's Merrifield, uh, what was his deal? How, what, what, did he, what did he end up getting? Uh, I'll look up the exact deal for you. But it's, it was yeah. only, I think, at the end, he, he, if, he, if he maxes out, it wouldn't be a huge a huge windfall for him. And over the next couple of years, he's not getting paid much. You know, uh, Merrifield, four-year contract extension with the Orioles. He gets a $10.5 million team option with 2023. Really? Uh, that sucks. He's only, gu- that's good. he's only guaranteed $16.25 million. Uh, that's not a, yeah, you're right. Like, it sounds, yeah, people, regular people, oh, $16.2 million. No, for, for what, what Merrifield does for the Royals and being like a bright spot there, over that amount of time, that's not even that good. That's not a good deal at all, George. You're absolutely correct. He could have done better than that. Right, I, I just surprised that he would take But this that is a deal. sign of the this is a sign of the times now that we're talking about baseball. I think players are getting concerned. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know, what, what's going to happen here? Like, are you just? Uh, it's wow, man. That's he. That that seems like they're undercutting him. That's really weird. It it was strange. Yeah, like I said uh, it, it was strange. I wouldn't have done that deal if I was him. I, I'd have bet on myself. Now, the difference is for Merrifield is he's thirty. So maybe yeah. that's what he's worried about. That when he, uh, you know, when he does become a free Good agent, call. he'll be thirty-four. You know, so his skills could uh, could go away here. So I, I sort of understand that you got some money now, but yeah, it's sixteen million. Nothing to sneeze at here, but but I think I still might have wanted to see if I could do that. But I, I, I said I never blame a player for doing this because once you got your security, sixteen million, he'll he's set for life. You know, well maybe with, with I guess with taxes and your agent fees, they're gonna take a good chunk of that. Uh, but I. I, I I don't know. I just I just don't know if I would have done that if I was Merrifield. I might have wanted to go go through arbitration see if you could have bang, you know banged up the uh, the salaries there as well. We see some of these arbitration figures are pretty high, but also maybe he feels like you know in two years arbitration may be going away. Yeah, excellent point. And I think you bring up the best point about that. The guy is thirty years old, so he's going to try to try to make some uh, make some cake before. Uh, things change you know what i mean it's who knows how long he's going to be around for too so that's that's a really good point there george uh any are you uh, other than hockey george you betting on any, anything else today is there anything that caught your eye or uh dfs uh i know we'll put a hockey lineup together a little bit later we'll bring on the prince to talk daytona at 120 we'll get some bets there uh, anything else that uh, caught your eye other than i i love the hockey board today and i'm going to be betting a lot of games uh, today i have a feeling i'm just putting my card together now I'm pretty happy with the hockey board as far as uh, as far as uh, gambling is concerned. I will have a DFS lineup, absolutely, I'll always do, uh, unless it's a very small slate. And six games is a fine slate for me. I generally the only time I don't play DFS cam is you know two games, three games. Uh, you know, uh, I, t- I tend to stay away from there. I like more than I like probably five and above. You know, four I'll think about depending on if I'm going to be home or not. But uh, today my. Uh, I tell you, my, my mom's coming over with the kids again, so we're going to be having dinner. I don't know how much sports I'll be watching yeah. after we do this show. So uh, I might take it light tonight outside of the uh, gambling yeah. and some DFS. Yeah, my girlfriend's coming over, too. I'm just uh, staring at the flowers that I bought her on Thursday. She's been sick, so uh, she'll, she'll be in a good mood. But uh, probably right before we go up to the bedroom, I'll be sawing logs. I'm pretty tired. So, uh, yeah, I need some of that, uh, whatever that stuff Frank Thomas is using, I really need. She'll appreciate it, too. 
That's all that matters, right? I don't <laughs> as long as she'll appreciate it, uh, that, that's, that's all good. Hi, honey. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, Penguins just scored there, George. We've got an update for you there. Uh, Latang, I think we got Chris Latang. 58, the yes, season. Chris Latang. 16-11 yeah. there. Uh, yeah, the Rangers goalie's still playing well, so one nothing, uh, one nothing. Penguins, 349 left in the first period. It looks like uh, Shattenkirk wanted to punch somebody in the face there. He's very angry today. Didn't think he liked that call earlier where he uh, pulled down somebody, but uh, very, very angry guy. I, I personally think Kevin Shattenkirk uh, is pretty overrated. Yeah, I think the Rangers realize that now, too, that he may have paid for somebody who can't do what you were hoping he could do here. Uh, so I think the Rangers are up there with them as well, thinking he may be overrated. He's been, I'd love he's to been get healthy scratch at times, benched. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Who wants him, though? Nobody wants him. That's the problem. He's just one of those guys in the league, like, you know, at times kind of great career, great career, but, like, it's just not the, not, not, not the, not the same type of player there, George. That's, that's a big problem. So big goal for the Penguins. This is a game that they need. We talked about it. George brought up a great point at the start of the show, guys. Uh, Carolina are ahead of these guys in the standings you never would have thought that where all we do is talk about their stupid celebrations but they're actually getting things done and uh, winning winning hockey games getting points so big game for pittsburgh i know there's a lot of the season left but these guys can't screw around with the point system in hockey you got to take care of your business at home against the rangers you got to win this game to let you know how close the things are in the Eastern Conference, by the way, the Penguins win today. They'll go from ninth to tied for sixth with Columbus. Granted, Montreal has the game in hand. Columbus will have two games in hand on the uh, on the uh, the Penguins, and the Penguins will only be two points behind Washington. I said it's crazy close in the Eastern Conference, really, from uh, Washington, Columbus, Montreal, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Those teams, Buffalo, still on the outside looking in. Uh, same with Philadelphia there. But those five teams I mentioned, they're battling for what essentially is three playoff spots. So a uh, couple guys, a couple teams going to be left at the altar here without a bride or a groom for that matter. So uh, every, I didn't know where I was going with that pun there, right? Uh, there you go. So it's not a saying I use a lot. I don't know where I got altar, bride, groom. But uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, these points are so important in uh, the NHL right now. And it's why I, th- I think Pittsburgh comes out, and I think, the, uh, I think they take care of business today. I did not bet this game. I decided not to. But uh, I think Pittsburgh wins this game. We, we do a lot of gambling and DFS on the show. It's interesting. You brought up a good point before there, George. You're talking about the slates. And we have Drew Dinkmeyer, Ricky Sanders, all the guys uh, on from the network, you know. And a lot more, more play, people play, uh, you know, basketball than hockey. But there's some, like, guys who play hockey, DFS. It's getting, gaining some popularity. But uh, I think a good point you brought up. Uh, I think the one and two day, day slates and the showdowns and the smaller skeds are more open to like probably luck. People could just like put it together and go, yeah, you know, I'm going to just go on this kind of vibe. Whereas I think the more games you really need more of a strategy. Would you agree with that? I'm kind of with you. I prefer the six to eight. I don't like 13 as much, but a six to eight game sl- slate seems the most comfortable for me. What is your strategy with uh, lower games and higher games or like middle? Like, what do you like the best and how, how do you attack these things? basically, for the people out there. You know, with with the lower game slates, you need to get lucky. You need to find that low-owned player that's going to score some goals or get a point. Because most of us are starting the same players. So it's those last two guys that differentiate you. And there'll be times with smaller slates if I do decide to play. I'm not taking anybody. Or at least I'm, taking, I'm trying to take as few people as possible that others would take, unless I think they're locks. Like, I may not want to take this goalie unless he's playing, you know, Anaheim right now that can't score any goals. And you have no choice. But that's the problem. Everyone's taking that goalie. So I didn't win anything there. I just tied everybody else. So it becomes, uh, you know, finding that third-line player that might score today. You know, and, and that's where it gets tough here. I just don't find I, – I don't enjoy – those slates as much because I think it is more luck involved. Uh, like you said, I, I prefer the medium slates, six to eight, where you have you have a good proportion of players here, good representative players, but you don't have a ton of them. You know, where you have the we're just a little easier. I don't mind the 13, 14 game slates either, but it seems like we all going to have all star lineups there because they have so many players. You're not going to have trouble fitting a lineup. You'll get players you want, and then it becomes a score fest. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle. It's very tough. And well, what do we do today? I think uh, Bennington's going to be a popular guy. Is there another goalie we can look at, look for uh, today? I know we like the over in a lot of these games. I'm trying to, find, I'm trying to find one right now. You know what? Hol- Holtby's really expensive, but they should beat Anaheim. That's kind of like a lock. Love there. Holtby. Yeah, I love Holtby. Too. Love Holtby. I I'm mean, what's again? Somebody uh, cheaper though. Like I'm trying to find like a team that I think can win the game without. Uh, yeah, no, I, and I don't want to take. Do I dare take Hutton? Am I? Do I? Uh, no, he's only. Oh, See, this uh, is the thing. He's a hundred dollars cheaper. That's stupid. Like you know, what that, I mean? that, that doesn't make any variant. sense. 
that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. And this is this is where you differentiate. Like if he was a if he was like seventy, like look at Niemi. Niemi seventy six hundred dollars. That's seven hundred dollars cheaper. You can justify that if it's within a hundred two hundred dollars. There's no point. You got to go with that guy. And, and that makes no sense to me. Why, why, you mentioned it, especially with goalies, when you see some of these price differentials, it's like, what? This guy sucks. You know, and he's only $100 better than this guy. He was fantastic. It doesn't make any sense. So you always go with the higher pace. You know, generally with me, I, I'm going to pay for the goalie. I'm just going to pay for the goalie because I want that guaranteed win. So I don't mind paying for Holpe. Now, might I change my mind if, oh, my God, I got Holpe, but I can't, I can't find this last utility guy to make my team happy. Okay, then maybe I got to go with my next best goalie. But generally, I don't mind paying for the goalie because I want those, that guaranteed win. I have Holpe as my number one goalie today, uh, assuming he plays, and I do expect him to play tonight. Uh, it's just that Anaheim sucks, and I wouldn't be sh- shocked. This is a shutout tonight. It's why I'm betting, the, uh, it's why I'm betting Washington as well. Because it yeah. doesn't shock me. It's four nothing, five nothing. We're just over. You know, I think Anaheim is that bad. I don't care about the coaching change. They've just shown me nothing, really, really all season long. They're they're just a bad team. No, they're horrible. And that's the thing, though. The old guys on their team, they got old. I like Ricard Raquel. Other than that, like you know, a couple other guys. But I, I, I the, the the problem is their stars. You got guys. Oh God, what a goal by the Rangers! There, their stars are too old. You know who's on fire? Zabanajad. This guy is feeling it right now, man. Like he was like the player of the week. He is playing great. You wish Ottawa never got rid of that guy. The guy's been great for the Rangers, man. Horrible play by Latang. Yeah, that that was an oopsie. Yeah, it was an oopsie, oopsie there, yeah. Hey, Prince, you're on deck, buddy. We're going to talk a little Daytona 500 and other stuff. Here's Sean Angle will join us. He's going to give us a couple NASCAR picks, Daytona 500 today. Cam Stewart with George Kurtz, more hockey bets, DFS, and a whole lot more. Stick around. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update here with me and George. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, Sean Angle is going to join us. Talk a little NASCAR. Vroom, vroom, Daytona 500. I'm Cam Stewart, along with George Kurt. It's a weekend fantasy update here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, breaking down all the betting boards today. And I'll give you a quick leaderboard in golf before we get to the prints here. So almost wrapping up the third round, Justin Thomas just keeps on chugging. Minus 17 through 14. Adam Scott in second at minus 12. And a big, big gap there. So Justin Thomas with a nice uh, five-shot lead over Adam Scott and J.B. Holmes. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to the Prince and get some uh, NASCAR picks there. Prince, how you doing there, buddy? Uh, thanks for sending me that video at that uh, grocery store, too. It uh, my day <laughs> no problem good old bj's for you right and they they even uh no, that, make that, desserts that, too that, that meat looked oh yeah you saw so you shake gave me that uh, dessert uh, thing was blowing my mind man it looked absolutely fantastic there prince uh i don't know what to do that meat like i'm just staring at the pictures of the meat i'm getting very very excited uh i, I thought joe galena's fish market was good but this bj's place uh, takes the cake so it looks fantastic right <laughs> I miss Joe Galina. I really wish uh, I wish I could uh, talk to him again. The guy's great, but yeah, we got the Daytona 500. Interesting stuff, uh, Prince. It's on before uh, the holiday break there, and uh, it's an interesting race. We talk about the restrictor plates, and it brings a lot of people I- I- into play. We talked uh, to Steve Merrill about it. I know Renzi knows a lot about uh, the race too, but restrictor plates. So basically, I guess somebody can kind of come out of nowhere, right, uh, Prince? It's uh, less research you do. It's kind of the same old suspects and stuff like that. How do, you, how do you compare the restrictor plates to the other stuff? When we're talking about super speedway racing here, you have to think about pack racing, drafting, and all that sort of stuff when it comes to this sort of racing. you got a lot of drivers that race in these groups, and because of the drafting, which equalizes the speeds a bit more, it could be anybody's game to win. And the Daytona 500 has a long history of first-time winners. 
Heck, even this uh, past weekend in the truck and Xfinity races, there were both first-time winners there, too. So there's always a ch good chance we could see somebody new winning for the very first time. Yeah, that'd be cool. And you know me, uh, you know, Sean, I try to find somebody like not in the, you know, the, the favorite range. I always look look a little deeper. We'll go through the odds right now. So Joey Logano, uh, it's interesting. The lines have moved a little bit. He's six to one right now on my book and my bookie, a uh, friend of the Fantasy Sports Network. They got the odds up here. Joey Logano is six to one. I see uh, Kevin Harvick at seven to one. Brad Keselowski plus 750 and then things get a little more interesting Clint Boy it's funny Clint Boyer was 7 to 1 up to 12 to 1 I see Denny Hamlin 12 to 1 uh, Eric Almarola uh, at 15 seems a little bit interesting. And Stenhouse Jr., Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 15 to 1. Blaney and Bush, 14 to 1. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where, where, where do you go, I guess? Uh, we'll talk about betting, and then we'll talk about DFS there, uh, Prince. But who do you think uh, right now, Joey Logano, the guy's on fire, favorite at 6 to 1, or would you look uh, look somewhere else? Well, I do think Logano is one of my top picks for this event. He is a previous Daytona 500 winner, and he did win one of the dual races in order to assure a good starting spot for him. Starting high up in the field is one of the best things you can do at a track like Daytona because you're less likely to be involved in wrecks in comparison to further back in the field. And Logano being in one of those Fords, and a lot of these Ford drivers are what I'm looking for so far to fill my lineups and to go for any any betting advice, I do think that you got to go with the four drivers. They've just been very good throughout these practices, and even in the most recent practice, the four driver led there too, and that was Michael McDowell. So that's another guy that I'm looking to uh, see do pretty well today right there too. Interesting, Prince, because I'm looking at uh, the board that I have here, and it's interesting. They list all the guys basically up to about 60 to 1, but they don't have McDowell. They have him as field. Any other driver there is uh, 15 to 1 after uh, the, the Bubba Wallace is 60. Uh, Ryan Newman, he's 30. Hemrick, 60. So, yeah, Jamie McMurray, 50 to 1. So, I guess from a DFS perspective, uh, McDowell, that guy's going to be dirt cheap, correct? Oh, yeah. Dirt cheap and a very good value, too, because he does not start close to the field. He starts pretty far back in the 30s as well. So with that in mind, he has a very good amount of potential in order to score a lot of place differential. And from a DFS perspective, that's going to be what you're really going to look for because Rex can change the race in a matter of seconds. And if you got a guy that starts farther back in the field, I would say that's more of a safer pick right there. I One time I've actually did, done as an experiment through a, a restrictor plate event, I started guys that were only towards the last five positions of the field just to see what it would do. Yep. And Cam, what happened was, was that I was actually able to cash with that lineup. The guys that started in the last five or six positions and that cashes. And that, that just only goes to show the unpredictability you and the amount of wrecks <laughs> that could happen at Daytona or even Talladega for that matter. That's a great point you bring up. Like you can't do that in golf. I can't look at the like let last guys like in the odds and put put a team together. That's never going to happen. But in this, but in NASCAR, it can happen. That's pretty crazy, Prince. So who do you build your team around? Obviously, we'll go we'll go from DFS. If you have McDowell, he's cheap, so you can afford to put a couple other big guys in the lineup. You say you like Logano. He is the favorite in the race at six to one right now. What other guys are you looking at? Just looking at the board, Kevin Harvick at seven to one. Uh, Keselowski. What other guys from uh, uh, high? Priced guys and uh, favorites in the race do you build around if you got McDowell and uh, Logano? Who, who else do you like? Again, all those four drivers, and especially the ones from Penske, like Logano, like Keselowski, like Ryan Blaney, these are the guys that have shown good history at Daytona before, and these are the guys that they've been doing pretty good throughout practices. They've been doing good throughout the dual events. Well, mostly Logano and Blaney on that, but Keselowski starts pretty far back, though, too, in the 35th position, and with that in mind, I do think he's one of those drivers that can climb up through the field. If I'm building around any of the top picks right now, I'm definitely going Logano and Keselowski with Blaney there just under that range to be a pretty nice pick too. Okay, Prince, I'm gonna you know what you're gonna help me. You're gonna I'm gonna put a lineup together with you. I got Logano in there. He's ten thousand four hundred, one of the most expensive. Keselowski ten thousand six hundred. Now with that, so I gotta find McDowell. I'm gonna put McDowell in there. He's fifty nine hundred, so I could save. Now I gotta find three guys with seventy. 
seven hundred dollars. There another mid. Give me another mid-range uh, couple of guys there, Prince, and I'll, you can help me put together a lineup. But if I cash, I'll uh, give you some money. How's that sound? Then we can go to BJ's and load up the cart. Yeah, that sounds real good to me. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes I back to BJ's. Oh, honestly, he, he keeps telling. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, who, who wants two rolls of toilet paper when you can get five hundred? That's the way I look at it. You know, never run out. So what do we got there? We got Logano. So Logano's ten thousand four hundred. Brad Keselowski is ten thousand six hundred, and we got McDowell at fifty nine hundred. So uh, our average right now, Prince seventy seven hundred. Uh, give me a mid range guy that you like, and then we'll uh, put this uh, NASCAR team together. Well, a few other drivers that I lo- like that are a little further down the ladder would be Eric Jones and uh, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch has very good experience when it comes to Daytona in particular. He's had a history of finishing well, but I also like Eric Jones just because he's starting a little further back in the field in that 28th position. And like I said before, the further back you go with a driver that's starting further back, then the more likely he has of being a safer pick just because of if he he gets involved in a wreck, you don't lose as much points from that perspective. So... There's so, uh, yeah. Jones. Prince, I got, I got, I got D. Yeah, I got, I got. Cause this is what I got with you. So I got Kozlowski, ten thousand six hundred, Logano, ten thousand four hundred. Uh, now, uh, era, uh, Kurt Busch, eighty-seven hundred. Eric Jones, eighty-two hundred. Uh, McDowell, fifty-nine. I only got sixty-two hundred dollars left. So who out of these guys? David Reagan. Uh, Ty Dillon, Casey Mears, like who, who do I take at $6,200? Like I need a bottom of the barrel guy now, Prince. Now you really got to put your NASCAR value hat on, friend. Who do I take? But for $6,200, bucks, that's, a lot, that's not a lot of money. Well, I, I can see one of two ways here. I do really like Ty Dillon just because of how well he's done in practice. And the, both of the Dillon brothers, Austin and Ty, they've been pretty solid when it comes to Daytona before. But on the other hand, though, you could go with somebody completely unexpected, such as someone making their very first start at the 500, like Tyler Reddick, for example, who's driving in Richard Childress racing equipment, and he's starting in the 39th position. This is a guy that nobody is going to expect to do good, but starting 39th, he can definitely scoop up a few positions, and if he avoids Rex, that's just going to be raking in a gold mine right there, and he's not much of a risk because of that. That's a pick I really like right, right there. Dude, the guy, hey, you know what? I like your style there, Prince. He's only 5100 bucks. That's dirt cheap. I got too much change if I put him in. And uh, who else? We got Ty Dillon is 5600 Who do you prefer, though? Who do you think will finish better, Dillon or Reddick? I do think Dillon is definitely going to finish better. He's been better throughout practices, and he has more experience to boot. But I do think, though, that Reddick is the safer pick of the two because he can only lose one position possibly even if he gets involved in a wreck. It's not going to really kill your lineup if you use him. But I do think that Dillon is ultimately the play that's going to finish better and going to earn more points. But I do like both choices. Oh, here it is. Here, here, here it is, Prince. Here's my team right now. So this is the thank, thanks to the Prince for this one. We got uh, Brad Keselowski, ten thousand six hundred. Joey Logano, who you like, ten thousand four hundred. Um, Eric Jones, eighty, eighty two hundred. Kurt Busch, eighty seven hundred. Uh, McDowell, fifty nine hundred. Ty Dillon, five thousand six hundred. And uh, Sean, good for you. We go to BJ's with six hundred dollars your change. Let's load up the card, friend. All right, that sounds great. 600 bucks time to party yeah and so give me and give me uh give me three picks that you like to win and one long shot pick uh before we let you go there sean i'm gonna put just sprinkle around i'm gonna do some like 10 five dollar 20 dollar bets and stuff like that try to hit a home run a couple guys that you like to win and maybe a value uh pick to finish top 10 or something like that I do think that uh, Keselowski and Logano are definitely going to be my top two as far as top picks are concerned. Just these guys have had great history when it comes to these sorts of tracks. And Logano, he did win that dual race, and he's a former 500 winner right there. So he's already looking pretty good. And uh, Keselowski... Again, very good history at Daytona, and even though he hasn't had the best of luck when it comes to finishing, he is always there that at towards the front at some point. So I'm really liking him quite a bit this week. Uh, and as for a real long shot, well, there are certainly a few in mind, but I do also like Paul Menard and uh, Ryan Newman as well. 
Bernard and Newman. Thanks a lot there, Prince. I appreciate it. I'm going to bet on Logano 6-1 to one and Keselowski a plus 750, buddy. Thanks for the tips, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Cam. Uh, haven't talked to NASCAR in a little bit, and uh, it's yeah, always you, anytime you want. Like when we do the show, when we do the show on Sunday, you your Saturday, Sundays, you got NASCAR. We'll, we'll and you're in there. We're going to bring you on because uh, my man Kurtz, he 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 he's a hockey baseball man. We need a motor guy, and I, I know a little bit, but not like you, Prince. I'm not even in the in the league. That's why I give Gabe credit. He knows NASCAR. The guy knows uh, a bit about everything there. NASCAR, you're going to teach me. Yeah, well. There's plenty of lessons there, my friend. <laughs> we can talk it over. Have a good every one, week. Shai. Perfect, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, Georgia, how was uh, how was your snack? Nice. Actually, I ended up not getting a snack. I ended up setting my DFS lineup here. So that's oh, what I ended perfect. up doing here. Oh, See, this guy, he's such a workaholic, he won't even uh, have a sandwich. He's more worried about his uh, lineup. Nice, nice. True, because there, there was nothing to really have to snack on real quickly. It's stuff I have to make here, and I'm not doing that. Not during a, a little five-minute break there. So, uh, yeah, I, I went through my lineup. Uh, got a lineup that I think I saw. I literally just set it now, so I might change it a little bit. But, uh and so I'm, I'm picking on, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm picking on, I'm stacking Washington tonight. I seem to love uh, the Capitals tonight against the uh, Ducks, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think I, 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 at the other side, I'm going to put a lineup together too. So after the 140 break, we can uh, go through that. I think the Capitals are going to be popular. The thing about it is, though, yeah, so Alex Ovechkin probably a must play at $8,000. The thing about the Capitals too, you could probably, I've noticed about them, you could probably get like a cheap defenseman thrown in there, maybe maybe another forward a little a little bit cheaper. That's the thing. Like OV is going to be expensive. Oshie's probably going to be, but there's that's the thing about Washington. Sometimes they have some mid range type of guys, George, you can find some value with. Yeah, you mentioned Ovi's 8,000. Uh, I also went with uh, Kuznetsov at 6,900. Uh, hope he's in my lineup at 8,300. So I went nuts on the Capitals. I almost put Niskanen in. You mentioned a cheap defenseman. Uh, Niskanen is that guy. He's 3,900. Almost put him in, but I ended up going with uh, Jeff Petrie and Will Butcher instead. Will Butcher. The, of, of the devils there. Yeah, and I, was, I was looking at uh, Will Butcher, too. He seems to be a very, very nice price. He's underpriced. It's kind of like we talk about with, like, uh, Jake Gardner sometimes or, like, some of these other defensemen. It's weird. They got the top-tier guys, like, 5,862, and you're finding these guys that uh, really, really cheap. Will Butcher should be more expensive than that. The guy's pretty solid. I like, I like him as a, a reality player a little bit more than fantasy. The guy's very, very good. He is. You mentioned he probably should be a little bit higher than that. I think the Devils are going to score some goals tonight. I don't, I don't trust the Sabres here. So uh, I actually thought about putting uh, Kyle Palmieri in my lineup as well, but I didn't want two Devils. I don't feel that good about him. Yeah, I'm going to do something a little bit different. You're going to go with the Washington stack. I'm actually going to put Buffalo Sabres in my lineup. I think they beat uh, New Jersey today. I also think Montreal. You can get a lot of cheap uh, players from uh, the Canadians. Uh, they're they're an interesting club too. I think they, they you know they played Tampa Bay. That's tough, George. But they're in a bit, way better situation tonight against a Florida Panther team. Like they played good. Good. Remember, I told you earlier they scored that first goal. It got disallowed, and after that, it kind of broke their it kind of broke their back. But uh, Tampa Bay is a hell of a lot better than Florida. So I think. Montreal, you could save a lot of money with them tonight. Yeah, actually, I got Petrie in my lineup. I thought about uh, Tatar as well, Thomas Tatar, but I ended up, uh, I guess, pivoting from that. I needed to save some money, too, so I went with uh, Vanek and Verano instead. Uh, the Vs. I'm uh, hoping for the Vs tonight come through for me. Petrie's, yeah, Petrie's one of those guys pretty, like, you know what I mean? Even when he doesn't, this is what this is what I like, too, when for tips guys out there in DFS. Take a defenseman when he doesn't get points. You look at the block shots, too. Like, look at Petrie, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Like, no points, but you, you throw in a point there, he'll get you, like, four or five for sure because he does a lot of the little things well. You know what I'm saying, George? Absolutely. That's what uh, people think about defense is just about points. It's not. I mean, listen, on an average, most of these defensemen aren't going to score. They're not going to get a point tonight, so you need to get the uh, your fantasy points from a different direction here. And I pivoted, by the way. I decided to go with a New Jersey player after all, and I'm going to take his shire for 6,200 as my second center. It's a good play. Uh, I was actually looking at him, too. I was thinking about because I think both teams are going to score goals. This guy's on fire, George. Take a look. Last game against Minnesota, a goal and an assist, two points, plus three, eight DK points, four shots on goal as well. Take a look at the last game. No points against Chicago. That's what I love. No points against Chicago, seven shots on goal. So even when he doesn't produce, he gave you three and a half. Other game against St. Louis, three and a half, low end, right? So his average for the season is 3.3, yet look at his last four games, seven and a half, three and a half, three and a half, eight. 
the kid's hot. Like Nico Heischer, he's, hey, there's a reason why he's a first overall pick, right, George? This guy's a hell of a hockey player. And one thing we know, the Sabres have bad goaltending. I can see lots of goals by the Devils and Buffalo in this game. Yeah, I got kind of cherry in my utility as well. So that's my one Buffalo player in the game today. Uh, same reason you said, I think goals are going to be scored tonight in this game. Yeah, we're going to break it all down. So George will give you the full DFS lineup for the hockey games tonight. I'll give you my DFS lineup for the hockey games tonight. The Prince gave you a beautiful update for the Daytona 500. A couple picks as well. And our picks from the day, my dance card is full. Lots of hockey picks. Give you a couple college picks and a whole lot more. This is the weekend update. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. And we're back after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much there, Sean. Sean Angle getting it done today, keeping us on the air. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. This is the final break here. Weekend Fantasy Update. Uh, we got picks, DFS lineups, and a whole lot more for you. Busy little Sunday in the NHL. I told you golf's a little bit behind right now, finishing up the third round. They're going to be out on the course for a fourth round, too, so we'll have some... Uh, Hopefully, uh, that's the problem. These guys aren't going to post the, 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 the bets. Justin Thomas running away with this thing right now. You can't even get a good odd to, odds to bet on anybody else. This guy, he's not the type of guy to blow a five-shot lead as well. Uh, George, I really like your lineup. i got to find a utility player now, and then I will have my hockey lineup. Did you take Tom Wilson for Washington or no? I thought about him. I did think about Wilson, but no, I I have what? How many? I have Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Verona, and Holpe. I think I'm done with Washington. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you got a, you got a lot of guys there. I just. Uh... Yeah, I'm just putting my lineup together. I got a couple Buffalo Sabres. I did a Buffalo Sabres stack. I got a couple Capitals with Holtby in my lineup, but uh, I got a three-burger stack with the the Buffalo Sabres. You want me to get in my lineup before we get to your uh, lineup there, George, our DFS lineup for tonight? I'll give you Let's mine. Let's go. Let's hear it. Okay, let's do it. So I'm going to start things off. I told you uh, Buffalo, New Jersey. I like goals in the game. George is right, though. A very smart, methodical stack will be Washington against Anaheim. They should be able to get it done. But I love the Sabres to score goals on the Devils. The Devils have goaltending problems big time. Even when they win, they give up four or five goals. Jack Eichel, a must play tonight. Uh, usually doesn't have two bad games in a row. He's a ghost against uh, the Rangers. But before that, five and a half points against the Islanders. Six DK points against Winnipeg. The guy's rock solid, averaging five. I got Got Jack Eichel, Kuznetsov, my other center for Washington. Yeah, he's pretty solid tonight. We expect the Capitals to score some goals against the Ducks, and uh, yeah, I can afford him at $6,900. Now, here's where we save the population of Pominville. Buffalo scores! Merry Christmas, Buffalo! Yeah, Jason Pominville, the population of Pominville. Only $3,800. He is dirt cheap and playing on the top line, so I am going to go with Pominville. Two and a half, four and a half, two and a half. He seems to be doing quite well at a bargain basement price. You know what, George, uh, you said pass on the tartar sauce, but uh, I'm dipping in to Thomas Tatar of the Montreal Canadiens today. Two points in his last three games. He's doing a lot of good things. Lots of shots on goal as well. Love that. Seven shots against Nashville, four against Toronto, four against Winnipeg. I expect Montreal to score some goals on James Reimer today, who will be getting the start for Florida. Skinner! Steamed hams? Yeah, I got Jeff Skinner. He's a go with my Buffalo stack there. Eight points against the Rangers. I love Jeff Skinner. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of doing the contrarian play here, George. Jeff Skinner, I think, is a good price at $7,200. And, uh, you know, put him in your lineup there. And Buffalo's going to score a lot against the Devils. George gave me this one. I can't lie. I totally stole it from him because Will Butcher should not be $3,400. He's playing more like a $4,000 or $4,200 defenseman. We are going to put him in the lineup. Like this kid a lot. Coming off a 5-DK point night against 
the Minnesota Wild. Uh, really saving with my other uh, position. Did a little d- bit deeping for Philip Aronik of the Red Wings. Getting more ice time. Young kid. He also has three points in his last four games. Detroit players, guys, if you want to be really contrarian, they're always under the radar and they scored a lot of goals yesterday. Now at home against Philadelphia, they might be a contrarian sneaky play. Holtby has to be our goaltender tonight. Out of all the games George and I talked about, games going over, Holtby at $8,300 is a steal. He's getting it done and since he's come back from injury, he's been fantastic. And my utility, I'll go with one more capital. I tried to take somebody else, but I couldn't pass up Tom Wilson at $4,600. That's too good of a price. And that's my team with 100 change. I got Eichel, Kuznetsov, Bombinville, Tartar Sauce, Jeff Skinner. Hey, yeah, what are we at? Joe Galena's Fish Shop? We're going to the Butcher Shop. Will Butcher for quality cuts. Heronic of the, the Detroit Red Wings by defenseman Holtby and Mr. Wilson at $4,600. George Kurtz, 100 your change. What do you got for me? All right. Uh, listen, if you don't want Holtby in your lineup tonight, I don't know who you're going to put in net. Yeah, that's uh, the Keep in mind the uh, yeah, the, yeah, the three o'clock goal. game, the, the Jordan <laughs> Bennington game is uh, the three o'clock game is not on this uh, this slate, so you can't put Bennington in your lineup there. You're talking other goalies are Hutton, Schneider, McKenna, Bernier, Reamer, Niemi, and Boyle on Anaheim. So that's why I hope he's going to be in everyone's lineup tonight. Now I don't what? see a choice here. If I were to pick one other guy, you know who I'd go with? As crazy as this sounds, Niemi. He's my second choice. Yeah, I think Montreal can beat second Florida, as well. and I think Florida's going to have problems scoring. I think the Montreal can win a game like, you know, 4-1, to 4-2, to two, get the win. I think Niemi's for, if you're looking for a different option, he's my uh, contrarian play other than Holpe. He would be mine as well. I'm not doing it, mind you. It'll be Holpe, but uh, Niemi could be mine as well. Uh, my lineup, like I said, has some similarities to you. I also went with Kuznetsov against Washington. I have heavy Washington stack. I think Anaheim sucks. I don't think they'll score more than a goal. I, I think it's a 4-1, 5-1 game, and it wouldn't surprise me if he gets out of hand either here. I went with Hishire, uh for uh, New Jersey, 6,200 as my second center here. He's hot of late. You mentioned first overall pick. Same draft that Nolan Patrick went to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Hishire of late, trying to figure it out. Ovechkin, 8,000. Listen, I'm never going to explain Ovechkin. He's never met a puck he didn't like to shoot. The man's the best goal scorer ever, uh, in my opinion here. Better than Gretzky, better than anybody else, especially for what he's doing in this day and age. Uh, when Vanek, uh, 4,100, is my uh, second winger here. Uh, Vanek, listen, he'll be traded by the deadline. We know that. He always does. Right? He'll end up on a new team yep. here. He's a solid, a solid point producer here, and this game did have 11 goals yesterday. Let's hope they do it again. Varana is just part of my Washington stack here. I needed another cheap winger here because I went more expensive on Ovechkin in my centers here, and I like that stack there. Oh, it couldn't fit Oshie's at 5,500. Uh, Pete, one Montreal player, 5,000. So I'm paying up for him a little bit, but he's a solid point producer. He's one of those guys, Cam, in my mind, is uh, the unknown. That no one realizes how good of uh, uh, offensive defenseman he is. Uh, you already went over Will, Will Butcher, 3,400 on Buffalo. That's his value there. Hopey I talked about. And Sheary will be my one Buffalo player. Because I do agree with you. I'm not, I'm not doing a Buffalo stack, but I do agree that there are going to be points on the board in this game. Yeah, I think that's the game. Like when I when I, we're looking at the rest of the card today, like I, I one thing we know about New Jersey is they got problems. Like they like defensively and goaltending. And I told you we love Corey Schneider and all, but it doesn't matter if it's him, Kincaid, uh, Blackwood was good. Remember when Blackwood came in for a couple of games there? George, things looked like they righted the ship, but uh, no, it's 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 a bad look there. And that look at all the totals in the game, other than St. Louis at Minnesota five and a half, uh, Philly, Detroit six. Buffalo Devils, six. Montreal Panthers, uh, six. And, uh, yeah, Washington, Anaheim, five and a half. And the only reason is because Anaheim's only going to get zero or one goal in that game. All sixes. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I can't bet the over-under in the Washington game because I don't know how many goals Anaheim's scoring. And I said I would not be shocked whatsoever if Hopi posts a shutout here. So now I would need seven goals from Washington. No, thank you. Can't bet on that. Uh, I do like Washington winning the game straight up, though. I, uh... I'm going to have some ducats on Washington tonight. Uh, it'll depend on nice, the rest George. of my day goes here, but I'm going to have some ducats on that game. Yeah, me too. It's And, and the best thing about that game, it's, it's when you look at the schedule, guys, for betting, it's it's a perfect situation because you got the other games a little bit earlier. Uh, you could be in a good position if you get the right book, like I know yes, a lot of them now. Yes. Like, it's, it's hedge time, right? So anything could happen in the game. You almost Honestly, it could get even better. So think about this. St. Louis and Minnesota's at three. 
all these other games are at 6 and a game at 7. So the 6 o'clock games will be over. Whatever you have on your card, say you have a, a parlay with Washington as your last point, the best is, say, even Anaheim gets lucky and scores a first goal. You can live bet Washington again, or you could be in a real situation if you're not feeling confident with the game. You could buy out of it. I just love having kind of the open-ended parlay. It's something that you look at in that game, especially when it's two or three hours difference. You don't have to dick around with it, George. Do the math, make money. Yeah, for me, it's just that, you know, you know my day is going bad, and I'll, I can bet more. I, I love Washington. It's my favorite game. Like I said, I, I, I think they win this game easily uh, over, uh, over Anaheim, so I'm not willing, I'm willing to spend if I need to make up. <laughs> or if, let's say if I'm up, if I'm having a good day, say I'm up big, then maybe I don't spend. Maybe I spend a normal amount here. But I like it when, the, because of the difference, I'll, the time difference, I'll have a pretty good idea of where I stand going into this game tonight. It's also, uh, as far as the night game is concerned, my, my mom will be gone by then. So it's the one game I know I'll be watching live tonight. The other games I may catch, you know, second, third period. But it's the one game I can be fairly certain that I'll see the whole game. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a, yeah, it's a good point there. It's going to be a good situation. Hopefully uh, we can cash in on that ticket. Let's take a look at the college basketball lines there for guys. Games going off a little bit later on. All the good stuff. Uh, big, big game. A little bit later on today. Um I like one game I'm looking at. I'm going to take George Mason plus five against St. Bonaventure. Uh, total in that game is 134. Uh, Mason on the money line plus 175. I just have a lean to George Nate Mason. Small play at plus five, but big, big game uh, in, in, for, for St. John. St. John's, I know we talk over with our regular callers on Red Heat and Rage. Huge spot. Villanova is red hot in, in the Big East there. They're taking on St. John. St. John's is a four and a half point home dog. I'm going to take a little bit of a sprinkle on St. John's. Big game for them. If they can find a way to lose a very tight one or win this game, they can kind of put their stamp on the resume for the NCAA tournament. So St. John's getting four and a half total uh, in this game, 145 flat. If you like Villanova on the money line, on the money line plus 150. Later on tonight, we got the Pac-12 action at eight o'clock. Arizona and Colorado. Colorado Buffaloes five and a half total, 138, and Colorado is minus 245. Small plays. I'm going to take a shot with uh, George Mason, plus five. Put that one on the card. George, very, very small today as we lead up to March Madness. And uh, hopefully uh, for all our friends who listen to the station who go to St. John's, we can get a win, plus four and a half with the Johnnies up against Villanova. But Villanova is starting to play a hell of a lot better. Golf, we've mentioned it, uh, almost done. Wow, the lead is shortening. Justin Thomas, 16 under. Adam Scott and J.B. Holmes just birdied. There are three shots back with three holes to play before we go into today's final round. So, George, yeah, still looking at this hockey game, 1-1. I expected a few more goals in this game, but uh, they could happen in bunches. Claude, uh, I put Pittsburgh in parlays. I'm getting a little bit worried right now because uh, the good news is it's the first game, though, and all the other stuff we like is a little bit later on. Yeah, I'm a little worried too, man. Bubby Brister just hit Mark Bavaro for a touchdown here. I'm not sure the Cowboys <laughs> are going to pull this game out. Bubby Brister. I love B- Bubby Brister. Got his rookie card. <laughs> Bubby Brister. Amazing. Yeah, good for you. You got his rookie card. That, you can put that in your bike spokes. Yeah, I did. I think I will. Yeah, I put it. Knowing my luck, George, I remember I was such an idiot. I put the Wayne Gretzky rookie card in my bike spokes. Hey, everybody. Wow. Mark Messier rookie uh, Gretzky. How's my bike sound? Yeah. What a stooge. Cam, when I when I was younger, I had so many uh, so baseball many. cards. You know, I was, I was a baseball yeah. card collector. And uh, yeah, we, did you ever play the game Flip when you yeah, were flipsies. younger? Flipsies against the wall? Flips. Yeah, Flipsies. Yeah. Yes, Flip, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was I was great at that. I won I won all pretty much all my friends' cards. I know I, I don't remember exactly, but I know I had some keen cards in there. But uh, when the Yankees lost the eighty one World Series, I guess I was a little uh, little upset. I threw them all away. <laughs> I mean, uh, I re- that's probably the biggest thing I regret as far as uh, sports memorabilia. I threw them all away, all my baseball cards, and I must have had a thousand. I mean, I had so many cards here. So. Uh, yeah, not the best period of my life. <laughs> no, I, I remember when I was younger, too, and uh, I needed money for stuff. And, yeah, I basically had, like, a yard sale, and uh, this guy came up to me and, uh, you know, give you, like, $20 for the box type of thing. I remember that year. It was Tops. Uh, they had, like, a Joe Montana uh, card there. It's worth tons of money now. It's the Jerry Rice rookie year, George. It was gone. I like, that thing's worth a fortune. Like, this basically, this guy, he ended up owning a card shop, too. 
like fleeced me. Like he went up to me, like the kids in the local neighborhood. Oh yeah, I'll give you, you know, for everything you got. Hey, twenty bucks at the time. How much double bubble and gator gum could I get? Right, on an honest to God, like I've I've regretted it ever since. I want to like smash that guy's face in. But uh, yeah, you got to be careful, kids, at the at the the garage sales. Watch out for those shysters. Sometimes uh, it's kind of like the Simpsons episode when the Simpsons stole, uh, you know, uh, well Milhouse's dad's uh, artwork. They thought it was worth two bucks. It turned out to be uh, a legendary painting worth like ten grand. You know, sometimes you got to look around at yard sales. Don't get fleeced. I used to go to yard sales for that reason because you never know, man. You yeah. never know what you're going to find. Some people are stupid. Uh, exactly. I love garage sales. Exactly. Love garage sales. I mean, <laughs> I, was, uh, I think I, I told you a story now, though. I blessed, uh, when I played golf once, I threw my uh, one of my clubs in a uh, tree. And uh, to replace it, I went to a garage sale and I found it. Uh, I think it was a five iron or fan, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, it had a nice thing, of, you know, $5 for the five iron. All right, oh, great. It's just, you know, that's why I don't have to go buy one. And, uh, you know, how often do you use a five? I didn't care. And uh, they go, oh, no, that's not for the club. That's for the set. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to argue with you, sure. And I got a second set of clubs here for five bucks. It was fantastic. Right? You know, just wait. Now I I can throw more clubs and trees and not have to worry about them. That's the same thing. I went to like a played against sports. It's used kind of like it'd be kind of like just like models, but you sport like sporting goods instead of new stuff. I walked in there. I saw this. I'm a lefty. I saw a power built TPS known more for like hockey sticks and baseball equipment. They had a power built TPS uh, five wood. It was in there for like a dollar. It's still my favorite club today, George. Like I got it regripped. Like it's just it's the only club that like feels good in the bag. I've ever since a kid. I paid a dollar for it. Yeah, and and I also got like pings now, and I still like that club better than what I got. So sometimes it's uh, not the price. You just got to find something that works. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Oh, that, that's very true, right? It, it, I told you my friend who, who hates his uh, $750 driver, hates it. He doesn't use it anymore. He, he'll use his other driver instead. It, you never know what you, what's going to feel good in your hands, what, what you're going to be able to hit well with. You know, it does, sometimes it's not the price. It's, it is the feel. It is what you feel comfortable with. Yep, exactly. So uh, we're uh, nearing uh, down the home stretch here, putting my betting card together for some uh, – so some bets. We got UFC tonight too. What time does that get going? Yeah. So Sunday night UFC. The preliminaries start around uh, yeah five five thirty around that time. So we're gonna get some bets in there. I'm just finishing off my card. We had Gamblu on the show taking a couple uh, underdog picks here. Who was we looking at? Yes, that's the one. So. Anyway, George, I'm going to give you my picks right now. I'm uh, basically in college basketball. Very, very small. These are just dicking around picks. Uh, George Mason, that game goes off in about uh, eight minutes' time. George Mason, the Patriots plus uh, five. St. John's plus four and a half are going to be on my betting card. NASCAR, I'm going to listen to the Prince on this one. We're going to do two bets and plus money. If one of these guys wins, we can make some money. Joey Logano at six to one to win. Brad Keselowski to win at plus 750. That looks pretty good to me. UFC, Kane Velasquez minus 170 will be on my card and Paul Felder plus 100 against James Vick. Those are two plays that we're going to take right now and we love the hockey board tonight. Probably going to post some stuff on Twitter too with some over-unders but who we like tonight, St. Louis Blues to win at 3 minus 110. I love the Buffalo Sabres today. It's crazy. You can't really love Buffalo but I do. Minus 115. Montreal a nice dog today to beat Florida plus 115. And uh, Washington Capitals, uh, I'm going to split it up. Regulation minus a half, and they are a big favorite at 180, but parlay is with Washington. George, what do you got for me on the George Kurtz final card? All right, well, I absolutely love the Washington Capitals tonight. That would be the game I bet heaviest. I don't, I don't think it's, it's even close. If, I'll say it again, if uh, it's Mike McKenna in net for Philadelphia, I keep checking. They they haven't updated oh, yeah. it yet. The game's not till 6 o'clock. You may not know till 4 o'clock Eastern, 4.30. Uh, but if that's McKenna versus Bernier, I'm going heavy on the over there as well. well. I think these two teams might pick up just when they left off yesterday, 6-5 there. Uh, St. Louis, Minnesota, uh, I'm starting to hedge that a little bit. I do like the over now more than the game. I think I'm going to bet the over. In that, but I'm not positive because I think I'm going to bet pretty heavy on the. Uh, I know I'm betting heavy on the Washington game, and I think I might go do the same for the Philadelphia Detroit over. I think I might assume that's going to be McKenna there. So I'm leaning pretty much now Philadelphia, Detroit over, and Washington beating the Ducks minus a goal and a half. So you like uh, the over five and a half Blues in Minnesota and the over six Philadelphia and Detroit, right, George, for your totals? Yes, I do. Perfect. 
There he is. It's George Kurtz. I'm Cam Stewart. Thank you guys so much for listening. The callers who called in. Sean Engel for keeping us on the air. We appreciate it. Weekend Fantasy Update. We're back next Saturday at 11 Eastern. Good luck, everybody. Hope you hit some winners.